Welcome back and thank you for joining us. Today, with the second group, we're also going to be discussing the topic of motivation and its role in the learning process. And what is it that happens in our Chilean context, especially now in the pandemic? Let's listen to our students. Welcome to this new podcast. Today, uh, we're going to be talking about motivation uh, when we learn and when we teach. Um, it is one of the affective factors that are involved in, in the learning process and it determines a lot how much or how we learn. So let's start by asking, I'm going to be asking here my, my future teachers, um, what is motivation? What do we understand by motivation? I think it is the inner force that you have and like the passion you have to learn something. So it is something really powerful that you have within yourself and that you really want to learn about uh, the specific thing. Excellent. Um, so it's a sort of strength that comes within. Valeria. Um, I think it's like the driving force that can lead you to learn something um, like in a meaningful way. Okay, so actually you're talking about positive aspects of motivation there. Kata, Catalina. Uh, well, I think, and I was talking about this with my classmates, uh, I think we seem the, the motivation like something positive, but we think that we, we can't success without it. I think we can we, succeed. Succeed. We actually can succeed with uh, without the motivation. It's just more like difficult. I think motivation make it easier to like learn something. Uh, talking about a second language. Talking about I don't know math. <laughs> about everything, everything right? Everything uh, gets better when you're motivated to learn it. But uh, without motivation, you can still succeed. Yeah, so that, there might there might must be reasons for us to do different things. But when we are motivated to doing something, of course, we get that sort of inner strength that you or driving force that you have been mentioned. So let's talk in more detail. What is it that we know about motivation, um, characteristics of motivation, and what is the role of motivation in learning? Anais. I think that <coughs> sorry. I think the role of motivation plays a very important role in learning uh, because it is an important factor. For example, when it comes to acquire language or other content. So if a person is motivated, she or he can establish clear goals that allow them to learn and can also they can know uh, uh, their strategies that work best for their learning. So I think the role of uh, the teachers are um, are also important because they uh, influence in the motivation of, of the students. So it is important mm -hmm. that uh, teachers know uh, about what kind of activities are important to maintain motivation or to increase that motivation. Okay, so 
um, as Anais is suggesting, uh, motivation is something that can be actually sort of created or pushed. And in this case, teachers can have a, an important role there. Claudia. Well, I think that to motivate our students is an important part of the class and has an important role. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that in English it's more important because the student needs to be motivated to keep working on the use of the language. In my own experience, I, for example, learned math even when I hate it and I wasn't motivated. Uh, but in English, I was motivated and I use it outside and inside of the classroom. Mm -hmm. So there was a an important, I mean, and probably that's why you decided to become a, an English teacher, right? Yeah. Because you are motivated by learning language and probably other elements as well, like integrating into other cultures. And that's mm -hmm. something that we also want to, to mention here. Lorena. I feel that uh, motivation have a key role in learning because uh, for example, uh, as is it is said in the reading one um, we have the motivation as um, as something that makes the learning uh, success successful mm -hmm. so without our uh, motivation it's more difficult to reach the uh, a successful learning. What do you mean, Lorena, by successful? How would you define, in this case, English, uh, being successful? Um, what would be a good learning? For me, is it's not. Um, it is like um, develop in your way uh, the the four skills. <laughs> And to understand and be um, be capable of uh, mm -hmm. of uh, express yourself in the mm -hmm. uh, in the language. Okay, and um, so actually, you define you can define what does it mean to be successful. You have a goal, and you know you see it, and you want to achieve it, and you are motivated to reach that goal, right? Lorena? Yes. Okay, thank you. Sebastian. Thank you. Um, well, I, I agree with my classmates. I think that motivation is a really important, plays a really important role in any learning process. And I, I just wanted to say that, for example, related with Claud what Claudia said, that she didn't have motivation to learn math, but she learned it. And I think that she does have motivation that it was not to uh, repeat the course, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, so there because, are different types of motivations. Yeah, it's, motivation is not always uh, something fully passional. Maybe you just need to learn something for a specific for a specific goal. Mm -hmm. Yes, but so I'm going to take that point that Sebastian made that there are different types of motivation. So maybe you didn't like math, but you passed the course anyway. Passing the course was enough. Uh, motivation. But there are other motivations like the one Lorena was saying, like you have a goal, you want to succeed, you, 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 you enjoy the language. And you, in this case, because we are all 
future teachers of English. Um, so there are different types of motivation. What types of motivation are there? Javier, can you add something on that? Yes, uh, with the readings, the text, uh, in the text, they, they said that exist two types of motivation, intrinsic and extrinsic, I think. That the intrinsic motivation is our self, our self uh, motivation, like maybe I, I need or I want to uh, learn English, English to understand the movies or, or seeing uh, something in English, uh, things like that. And the extrinsic motivations is uh, such as like what the world or, or the class need uh, that I learn. For example, I have to learn this uh, for a test or for pass the, the course, something like that, or maybe to to speak with, with someone that only speak in English. This, this type of, of motivations are extrinsic motivation. And I think that motivation is like Lores's set, sorry, um, is a key role of the learning. And I think if it's not the most important thing to learn, it's one of the most important. Like mm -hmm. it's important such as the resources or uh, good education, like a high quality education. I think the motivation is, is too important in this case. Yes, yes, definitely. So two types there, intrinsic, the one that you sort of enjoy, you just do it because you enjoy it and it's fulfilling and the extrinsic something out there that can also be enjoyable, but maybe passing a course or being having a job, um, getting a better pay. Francesca. Yeah, on that same note that Javiera was talking, uh, in the text that I read, there were all other two uh, dimensions of motivation that were instrumental and integrative. So in instrumental, it's about like having a good grade or having a getting a good job and in the integrative it was more about having a relationship with the people that what that are in this community of English speakers and I think that is a bit more powerful because when I remember my old days in high school I remember like the teachers that were like natives and I was super motivated to talk with them and that was a huge thing for me to learn English because I wanted to communicate with people from other parts of the world more than having a siete in a test. So yeah, I think that was really interesting. Yes, we tend to think that uh, extrinsic and instrumental are the same thing and intrinsic and integrative are the same thing. And actually they are, they can be linked easily, but uh, they're not necessarily the same. Uh, Francesca gave very good examples of what integrative means um, and of course you can think of, of if you want to integrate into a community that you're actually going to enjoy that so it's also intrinsic but not necessarily not every time it's just a thing so instrumental getting a better job for example because you speak English it's instrumental you get something from it uh, and we could say that it's extrinsic but maybe it can also be that you just enjoy it. So it could also be intrinsic. So there are four, yes, there are four dimensions um, that we can consider when we talk about motivation. Is there any other 
characteristic of motivation that we should be aware of that appeared in the readings that you had to do. Is motivation something static, permanent? Mm, Valentina. Well, motivation is not static. Sometimes you can be highly motivated to learn something, but another thing happened around you in your environment and you get really demotivated. So yeah, motivate, motivation is not only on yourself. It's, it also is affected by many things that are like mainly around you. So yes, so motivation is something that you sort of need to keep up. You have to maintain. Um, and that's going to be my next question, but Francis Francesca wants to add something. Yeah, there's a also a big role on relationships and on bonding. So when yes. you have a bond with a person, for example, that knows another language, you want to learn that language to communicate with them. So I think that's a good motivation that we could put on the classroom to be a fun person, to be a motivated person, so that students want to bond with us as teachers. Definitely. Uh, relationships have a huge influence on our motivation, and that's something that we should consider as teachers. I mean, there are people who are motivating. I'm just going to give a brief example of uh, a friend that I have. Um, and we, we, for example, when we want to uh, be healthier and we, we, we sort of, we want to do more exercise and I don't have enough motivation to get up early in the morning to do my exercises. So we, we, we support each other and we motivate each other and we do it together online. It's quite boring in the end, but that connection keeps me motivated. So what keeps you motivated? How do you keep your motivation up? These elements of relationship would be a characteristics that I would like to share from my experience. For me, it's important to keep my motivation by asking people for, for support. How do you keep your motivation up? What strategies do you use? Valentina. What I do to uh, maintain myself motivated is that I set little goals that I know that I can achieve. For example, I was struggling reading the Brave New World, so I set a goal. I said that I was going to read like 10 pages in one day and I was like going to uh, write down all the vocabulary that I didn't know. And once that I just finished the first day, I achieved that goal. And I was really highly motivated to read another 10 pages. Okay, so putting yourself, also maybe rewards there. I'm not, uh, so it's easier to accomplish and you feel the sense of achievement and uh, giving it a little bit, uh, a better perspective to your, your goals. Because yes, if, you, if I tell you, okay, you have to read this book, this very long book, it can be a little bit overwhelming, but if you set smaller steps, uh, that is going to keep you motivated and that sense of achievement uh, in a sort of regular basis. Isi. Uh, 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 I was talking with my classmates and I give an example. Uh, for me, for me, I'm really into movies, but sometimes they can go weeks and weeks 
in which I <laughs> don't watch any movies. <laughs> so I, I think, what's wrong with me? <laughs> so something that I do to like to feel that motivation back is to, I don't know, like watch some analysis, um, opinions. You see like uh, searching information and opinions about movies. And then I like remember, ah, okay, that's why I love movies. <laughs> so you keep connected with your what motivates you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you look for ways of not losing track or not losing the connection with that thing that you that you enjoy. Yes. Again, there an example of uh, intrinsic motivation. For, I'm sure it's easier, easy that you keep that connection with things that you enjoy uh, genuinely than others that maybe you you don't, but that you have to do, for example. Uh, Lucero. Uh, yeah, actually, I wanted to add something to uh, what you said about the example of your friend. And it is the social mm -hmm. factor. Uh, in the second mm -hmm. text, uh, it talks about the motivation, that it remains like for longer time when the social factor in learning uh, the language is there and like how the environment in the classroom is the relationship that a student have with a, the classmates the teacher and things like that mm -hmm. definitely and actually let's bear in mind that that social factor can have a positive impact on motivation but it can also have a negative impact on motivation so if we are in a context that were, I don't know, I'm thinking if, if my friend, if just my friend who were trying to do exercises together, she's, uh, she's saying, ah, you know, instead of doing exercises, we should uh, eat an, uh, I don't know, a hamburger or <laughs> let's eat fries online. I'm going to be like, you know, you're not motivating me to be healthier, just the opposite. So actually we talk about negative. I mean, that social factor can actually be a, a negative one. Thank you for adding that, Lucero. Um, Genesis? Uh, yes. Um, thinking about what my classmate Valentina said before, I think what uh, works for intrinsic or extrinsic motivation and me as well is having a, a goal, have a goal. Because when we have a goal, we are going to want to reach and also not just a, I don't know, like a big goal, a more realistic and real goals. It's more like, mm -hmm. um, uh, I feel more like um, interesting to, to keep learning. Mm -hmm. Yes, so it is so necessary to keep that interest up. Yes. Um, Claudia? Yes. Uh, when I feel unmotivated, I think in my main goal that I have when I was a kid, that I want to uh, be able to talk with other people from other countries. Well, in that time was One Direction, but now it's, more, it's with more people from different cultures. And this is an integrative motivation because uh, I wanted to to talk to to know other people mm. and what motivated you to to know other people 
what did you get from it or was it just enjoyment not i for example the different cultures to know about them i think that mm. it will be great so you enjoy learning from other cultures and you look for ways of doing that by yeah. connecting with other people Excellent. Now let's talk about Chile and our Chilean classrooms. Uh, you can think about your experience when you were students at school. Uh, you can think about uh, your practica that you recently started um, and maybe just general school culture. What would you say is the current motivation situation in the Chilean classroom? Javiera. I think that Chilean students in the classrooms have a low motivation to learn specifically English because I think they don't have this intrinsic motivation to learn the language or this new language. Um, but I think that is no a, their fault. I think it's fault of the society because they don't, the students don't uh, found the the link between their life and this new language. I think that we as adults or as teacher, as society, don't bring them the, the like the resources to link this, this motivation or to create this motivation. So we don't give them reasons to learn English. Yes. Mm -hmm. So they don't okay. have the motivation that they need to learn. Okay. Okay, that's sad, right? Uh, then later on, we're going to talk about what is it that we can do to change this, but let's bear in mind what, what, um, what is it that, uh, I mean, what, what is this, the current situation of motivation? And one of that is that students do not see the purpose uh, of learning a language. And as Javi says, it has to do with sort of the culture, the context. Um, let's see what else, Sebastián. Yeah, um, something that I, I talked with Jaime in the record rooms was that in our experience, the most uh, the most presented motivation was really instrumental. Because, for example, my, my English teacher in the school always said that, always had this like uh, strongest argument that, for example, if you're a journalist, if you want to be a journalist, okay, you're going to receive a salary, but if you speak English, that salary is gonna be like really better, right? And the same happens mm -hmm. with mechanic, I don't know, uh, tourism, etc. Mm -hmm. So actually that is an example of giving you a reason, an instrumental reason, basically it's yeah. going to open new doors, um, it go, it's going to give you more opportunities. Um, so your, your teacher was trying to sort of make you realize that it was an added, an added element for whatever you decide to do in life. Thank you, Lorena. Um, I think that um, motivation in Chile, uh, it depends in which uh, type of school you are referring, because in, in public schools, mostly uh, they don't have an uh, intrigues, intrinsic motivation and also extrinsic extrinsic motivations and in the private school they have motivation they know that uh, they they have a, a english science pre 
uh, kinder or mm -hmm. playgroup. So it depends in, in the in your in all the environment that have uh, the, the students in their school. Yes, it has a lot to do with type of school or where it is located. I think also, and I don't know if anybody would like to uh, add something on, on this. Um, it, it has to do with inequality. I mean, the reasons for learning the, and thinking of what Sebastian is saying that it's in, in Chile it tends to be instrumental. Why is it that you study? What do, is it that you need to learn? Of course, we want students to learn because it's fun and you, you have so many other possibilities. But the system is also, yes, quite instrumental. And in some contexts, people don't see the opportunity in learning. They don't see their life is going to change. But in other sectors that are more privileged, they see that by learning, they are going to get things. Um, they, they will become professionals, they will travel. Um, while in less privileged uh, contexts, it's not like that, right? Valeria, would you, would you, would you like to add something? <laughs> yes, um, I agree with Lorena and what um, everything she said, because I was talking about this in the breakout room that I was kind of unmotivated in my high school years uh, with my English teacher and like with the English course, because I was, because one time I was talking with one, um, with a friend of mine that was in a private school and she told me that they were learning to speak English very, like very accurately because they were going to go to the United States for um, and I como se dice paseo. But yeah, uh, a trip. Um, and so I was very unmotivated. I was like, I'm here learning el verbo dubias, <laughs> and they are going to the United States. So I think inequality, it's a big, uh, like, um, it's a big thing in motivation because I was unmotivated because of that. Yes, I can see that. You see the, the discrimination and the, the differences um and the 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 access mm, the different types of access to opportunities thank you valeria for sharing that kata i think that well talking about what lorena and valeria says uh i was actually in the breakout room with valeria and we talk about that and i started to think that it is so complicated to answer this question because we have so many realities. For example, I was in a Catholic school and sometimes we had like a English class, but uh, they interrupt us because we had a, a, a religious activity, for example. And it was, uh, it was English was less important than, than the religious activity. And that happened in general. Or for example, uh, um student from uh, a, a better a better a better school uh must be like uh, aware that that he is learning english because uh, he needed for like a job or for i don't know travel but uh, uh a student in a in a public school 
uh, doesn't know why why he's uh, or she is uh, learning English if if, uh, if he doesn't know if he's going to to have a job. Yes. So, so I think like... it is it is more it is so difficult to motivate the students in this country because no one has the same opportunity. Everyone is so right. different. So that is our diagnosis of the Chilean classroom. Um, thank you, Catalina, for that. So motivation is uh, highly uh, controlled by, by inequality. Um, motivation varies so much depending on where you study and the opportunities that you're going to have. What about um, the social factor? We mentioned that uh, social factor in terms of now maybe thinking about the classroom, that the classroom is a place where you feel that you can connect with others and that you can support each other and feel motivated to learn. What about that aspect in, our, in the classes that you have observed, the ones that you have, you can remember from high school? How does the classroom itself uh, in Chile become a motivating factor? Chan. Francesca. Yes, in the class that I have at the moment is first grade, so they are very young <laughs> and they are in front of a tablet or a laptop, so it's not the ideal scenario. But I think that the teacher is really a motivating person, so she's like motivating them and, and they, they have constructed this really good bond. So I think that kids are really motivated to learn with her and she she does a lot of games and songs to keep them dancing to keep them motivated and i think that's really important when you have younger kids and and yeah i think it is working somehow this um this situation with uh online classes at least in my scenario right now right now okay with any other examples yeah. Francesca is saying that actually <clears throat> her environment and also with little kids is a little bit different than with, a, with teenagers or, or older students. Um, it also varies depending on the age. Um, Claudia. I think that one of the important strategies to motivate our students is to create a safe and comfortable environment in the classroom. And this is something that also happened to me in the practicum. I work with, I was working with a fourth grade and some uh, a student, she asked for, oops, wait, I was working in um, a role play and okay. she decided to read a part of a dialogue. When she did it, she was so great. She learned how to pronounce the things that we present that day. And she was so happy when we said that she did it excellent and she said um like wow finally i'm learning english and i noticed that she participated a lot then uh, because she felt safe and motivated mm -hmm. yes that's a very good um also a good technique um so we teachers can do a lot to to help our students feel motivated in class and also with the classmates. I th think that feeling of that you can connect with your classmates 
again, it also depends a lot on the age. My son is 10 and he's in, a, in a, an age where he's very self-conscious about what her, his classmates think. And that of course affects his engagement in, in the content that he sort of has to learn. Genesis. Um, yes, in my experience, at least I'm in the school that is uh, vulnerable and their priority is not learning English for a job trouble, but um, they, regardless, uh, they are motivated. Uh, now, because my partner, with my partner, we always make games to engage and motivate them. And also we, as Claudia said, we say that, um, that it doesn't matter if you are wrong or say a wrong answer because we all are going to help you. So it Excellent. doesn't matter. Yeah, so building a, a cohesive um, classroom where people feel safe and where they're going to have fun with their games and that's going to keep motivation up. Actually, very good impressions here on the social factor. Uh, so what we can see is that teachers are actually putting a, a, an effort in uh, creating environments where students um, feel that they can connect and motivate each other. Easy. Yeah, I wanted to share um, something that happened to, to my classmate and I in our practicum. We were um, in unit, I don't remember. Well, we are, <laughs> we were seeing uh, feelings and emotions. What age, so we Lizzie, can I ask? Um, I think that they were like nine. Okay, so fourth grade. Yes. Um, and we make an activity in which we use images from series and movies that we know that they like. So I remember one part of the text that says, um, wait, ah, make language learning enjoyable and interesting. So we use a picture of a ladybug. I don't know what it is, but I know that they like they like it, and also a picture from the movie Coco. <laughs> so everyone wanted to participate, and I was like, "Oh, great, we did it!" <laughs> Students want to participate. So what you did there was try to connect the content with something that they they would like or they would feel connected mm -hmm. with. So yes, so that takes us to our final question, which has to do with uh, what is it that we can do to support motivation in the Chilean classroom? Um, I'm going to ask Jaime. Yes, I think there are many, many ways to support motivation in the Chilean classroom. But the thing is that we could easily um, promote like instrumental, and motivation, like to have even more important grades or even more money, but that's not the idea. It has to be more like integrative because it's more personal, more meaningful, more significant to students. So the learning is more real actually. Mm -hmm. Oh, but there are many ways, for example, uh, in the third text mentions a lot of little things you can do. 
And also my classmates also mentioned that um, to have a comfortable environment in the classroom and a sense of accomplishment. I think that is really important to students to believe that they can actually do it. Um, fair work, I think it's different when it's the whole course talking, when we are actually in the breakout rooms, um, it's different. And these are some kind of things that support motivation in a more integrative way. Mm. I totally agree. I mean, this year, as I said, my son is 10, he's in fifth grade. It was the first time he was asked to do a task in, in small groups. Mm. The first time. Um, and as just like Jaime, I think that, um, of course, at this age, they're learning a little bit, they're becoming more autonomous. Um, but he was over the moon the only time this year, this year since March, where I've seen him engage in an activity is because he had to work with peers. Um, so yes, it is, it is motivating. Thank you, Jaime Lucero. Uh, yes. Uh... I think that something that uh, is also very important is to like include the students in like further than just learning, like in taking a part of deciding for example which material they have to work with or uh if they feel prepared for an evaluation or not and mm -hmm. also um create the atmosphere uh for them to feel to feel safe to participate and to feel comfortable giving their opinions and answer to questions and um also as the example of easy uh, make the class enjoyable for them uh, because in that way it will be uh, more meaningful. Yes. Well, something that Jaime mentioned that maybe we should have um, sort of pointed out in more detail is that, of course, it's difficult to judge whether one um, motivation is better than the other because it's very difficult. They are very difficult to sort of isolate. Many times they are they're operating, there's operating more than one um, at the same time. But Jaime said something that is very true, that when it is meaningful, uh, when it's sort of connected with you, uh, it, I mean, you can connect with the content and it becomes enjoyable, then it becomes intrinsic and intrinsic motivation has a longer, um, not only a longer, I mean, it has a longer, let's say um, it lasts Impact. longer. Yes, thank you, thank you. Uh, it has more impact than when it's extrinsic, like when you do things just for the grade. Mm -hmm. um, and it's more sustainable in time. Mm -hmm. So we teachers should encourage that type of motivation. Uh, Anais. Yes, uh, I think that to generate motivation in the classroom, uh, there must be a safe environment for students because that is a situation that happens a lot in schools. Students do not want to talk because they are ashamed. So I think you uh, need to start with a small activities, for example, and there are not, uh, that activities are not uh, too 
uh, implicate so much things for the students. Uh, so that way the students can express their ideas in groups and can build their confidence. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, that. Yes, yeah, so actually it's important that we connect motivation. Motivation is an affective factor and we also cannot really disassociate it from other affective factors like confidence. Of course, the less uh, confident you feel, um, probably the less able will, you will be to be, feel motivated, right? Valeria. I wanted to say that I agree with what Lucero said. Um, I read that in the four text where he said that we should encourage uh, learners to be more involved in everything that they will do because I think that that way they will feel feel motivated and not obligated to do things that they don't want to do or don't resonate with them. Certainly. Sometimes it's we think that we we and this is part of the school culture that we we shouldn't sort of give so many options to students or that it's difficult because then our life as teachers is going to become more complicated. But sometimes it's just a matter of giving them the option of let's say do this activity first or the other one. And when they choose, they, when they decide, they feel more responsible, they feel more accountable, they have to sort of respond because they were in charge of their decision. And of course, that is motivating when you feel that you have that, that your voice is being heard and that you can become uh, responsible of your own learning. Anais? Would you like to add something? I think we lost Anais. Well, we're going to start closing. I think it's very clear <clears throat> if we think of these as sort of a, a recipe uh, where we need ingredients. Of course, there isn't a recipe that is going to work in any context, but still we have some important elements that we can conclude from this session. Is that <clears throat> giving students a sense of accomplishment um, is important. Also something that was mentioned before, like putting, uh, putting tasks in a scaffolded way so students can see that the goal is reachable and it's there. That also helps support the idea of accomplishment. Um, giving options whenever you can. I mean, it's something that it can be so simple um, and it can uh, also support the autonomy of students. Uh, making classes enjoyable. I mean, intrinsic motivation this sort of long-term motivation has to do with enjoying, enjoying learning, and of course, creating an atmosphere where students feel that they can actually have fun and feel that they have the support because the social factor, as we have mentioned, is very, very important in motivation. And we tend to ignore it. We tend to think that motivation is actually an individual thing, uh, but it's not, right? It's, um, uh, you are motivated in a, in, a mo in a community where you are given the space and you are given the, the models and the to feel motivated. Anything would like to add something um, that maybe you, <clears throat> you forgot sharing that you wanted to share? No, I think we're done then for today. Um, so a huge responsibility, clearly we have had very good experiences 
um, and I in your practicas and you are learning from them and you're taking the opportunity like Easy was mentioning um, of, of creating a motivating classroom. So thank you for participating in this podcast today. And next week, we're going to be talking about stress, stress and learning. So another factor, but um, maybe a good one or a bad one. That's what we're going to be discussing. Can stress help you in your learning? Thank you so much for listening and supporting us. Uh, we hope to see you next time.